We've heard emotions are fleeting, but have you ever considered that those emotional decisions can cause lasting scars? Scars on the body, the mind, and the soul? Not only on others, but also self-inflicted. It's imperative when we are asked, when we are tossed to and fro, when we are rejected, when we are burnt, when we are hurt and broken, and when we are lonely, that our actions and words come only after consultation. We are imperfect. There's no getting around it. But we have the phone number, the hashtag, the Google search bar to the one with the answers, the calm, the collective, the all-knowing. As today's guest so solidly declared the truth that no one has commodity over the force of God. Ask and he will answer. Seek and you will find. Instead of taking a monocular view on the situation, the relationship, the pain, or the problem, seek the binocular lens alongside our creator who will point your eyes in the direction of your intended path versus your emotional desire. Sitting with a friend who I can equally call a pastor and a brother, whose music opens the minds and hearts of unbelievers, whose life is a living testimony to God moves versus man moves. I felt wiser after we ended the conversation, and my hope is that you will too. And if you tune in until the end of today's episode, you will get to hear Jay's incredible voice and song, Untainted Love, and also have the opportunity, if you follow him on social outlets, to hear him speak, sing, or share locally next. You will benefit from the overflow and surely gain a new binocular perspective on the heart of God. We are all in pursuit of something more, wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there, wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlane Andress. There is no better time than now get fit. I am so honored, first off, because I know your schedule is all over the map, um, but probably everybody's is, to be honest. Um, But I am grateful to introduce you to the people on the other end of this um, who are going to listen right now, who are going to tune in later um, in the future. This is the infamous Joseph Stallings. It is, you're going to be, I mean, you're already there in my book. You are in our home actually, because (laughs) the man crush that my husband has on you is in and of itself really amazing. And it's not just his voice, but it's just your heart. And it's the, the vulnerability that you have towards people at any given time frame. Um, it's pretty amazing. And I, and I love that about you. And as I was like reflecting on having you on, I was thinking about, the wisdom that you always bring to the table. And I think so often people think that wisdom has to do with years, but I really think it has to do with the living in the years. Yeah. 
And you've done a lot of living. Definitely. <laughs> done a I've lot probably, of living. I've probably done more living in a couple of years than most people should do. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that's okay. Yeah. That's that's a part of the walk, right? Yeah, exactly. So Joseph Songs, I call him Jay. Yeah. Um, you might know him from um, Parkway. He is a voice around the city in so many different ways beyond just being behind the mic when it comes to music, but um, just on the stage and sermons and with CBN and you play so many roles. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty awesome. I'd love for you to just kind of introduce yourself because I could probably completely mess it up or put on way too many titles. Uh, I guess the most important thing is that, you know, I'm a lover of Christ. Yeah. Definitely love God. And that I'm a husband, I'm a father, yeah. you know, friend. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of go by that yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. I was. I had a conversation with somebody today. We were talking about, um, you know, he was like, the authority that you walk in is just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, most people don't even know that I'm a pastor. Yeah. Like, I don't introduce myself. Yeah, that. sure, I, I sure. I just walk in and I, I am who I am. Yeah. But I'm never going to be my title. I'm always going to be who I am. Yeah, you know? so good. So. But I think that's the reason that you allow access to knowing God in such a different way than yeah. what the standard, whether it's pastor or just standard person does. Yeah. Um, and I just, I've always admired that about you because it is, it's whether you're on the stage or you're behind the mic or you're just sitting next to me at a restaurant or bar, it's mm. like, I can relate to you at all points. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I, I hope for that. Yeah. I literally told God, I said, if I suck at this, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So don't make me suck. <laughs> Make me awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to suck. Yeah. Whatever it is. You don't so, suck. Uh, you definitely don't. I think that, and I think just being 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 able to be transparent and not have this like you can't get here yeah. type of persona turns people off from Christ constantly. So true. You know what I mean? Or uh, just relationships. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of friends that just shut down. Yeah. And and outside of me, they don't really talk to anybody yeah. because they're like everybody's fake. Mm-hmm. You're the only real person I know, and I'm like, well, that's sad because I know real people. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And and really, all you have to do is not be. Yeah. Unreal to be real. Right. Well, it's true. And it's, I've I've found that as I've walked into my own vulnerability over the last few years, that people, one, need it, want it, and it gives them this opportunity to also stand in that vulnerability. Yeah. When you're like, hey, I'm messed up. (laughs) This is the stuff I've gone through. This is the mess I've made. This is the imperfections that I carry on a daily basis. And there's still going to be that one removed person who's going to put all those titles, all the shame on you as much as they can. But if we can walk in our imperfection, it allows other people to see what grace means on such a tangible Level. But I mean, like, think about this. That's how you tell the price of a diamond is by the imperfections. Yes. Of it, right? Oh, that's so true. That's so good. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And so, um, I think that that's important. Yeah. And and also not giving resumes when you meet people. Yeah. Like, true. I've done this. I've done mm-hmm. this. I've been, th- I've been leading worship these years. I've been pastoring this, and and I feel like you know I, c- I come from the street rules. Anybody who tells you about themselves yeah. way too much is probably not what they say. Yeah. That's you know so mean? true. Like, before I became. You know, everything that I am now yeah. is in the streets, mm-hmm. dealing cocaine and mm-hmm. drugs all over the place and yeah. drinking and, you know, that gang life. Mm-hmm. Which is bananas to me. Yeah. Because it's, 
it it doesn't mean that you've had to change you to be where you're at now. Yeah. Your heart changed. Oh yeah. And that's the, the the best thing is that you didn't like break barriers with people. You didn't like break down the bridges that yeah. were already cultivated in those scenarios. You kept them. If anything, they're right. stronger now. Yeah. Because I'll still put some money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, which you should, as you should. <laughs> Especially like with that, with coming from a walk like that, there are there's fears that can be accompanied by that. There can oh, be yeah. the what ifs. And I know from pieces of your testimony that you've experienced crazy trauma in those situations. Yeah. So it's not like that just magically goes away because now you have Jesus in your heart. Right. You know, I had to deal with a lot of those issues, like face a lot of my inconsistencies and realize they weren't actually based on everybody else, Mm -hmm. that it was me that was the problem. Yeah. Right. And so when you're introduced to that concept, well, it's actually you that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Then you really have like, I always say this, once your eyes are open, they can't be closed. Right. Yeah. Once you know it's there, like you can walk past a mess, but if you never pick it up, it's still your fault that it's a mess. That's so true. You know, I tell my kids all the time, I'll I'll watch them drop something and then walk right over it. Or one of their brothers or sisters drop something and then they just walk right past it. I'm like, you didn't see that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I did, but it wasn't me who dropped it. Right. But your eyes are open to it. It should be you to pick it up. Right. Taking ownership mm-hmm. in that. Absolutely. And so I think that that happens even in life. Right. I might not have been the one to drop this or hurt mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. but I can tell somebody did. So is it my job to look past it? Wow. And like overlook it? Or yeah. is it my job to confront that thing? And by confronting doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. Confronting yeah. just means yeah. stepping up to it. And, yeah. And That's saying good. like, you know... This is what I see. And I think that that's what happens. God's given uh, me ability to do that in settings where it doesn't seem like that should be done. Like in the bars, in the streets, you know, talking to people and telling them like, man, like God really loves you. I see this about you. I want to encourage you with this. You know what I mean? I'm not pressing anything down their throat, but I'm telling them what I see, what God has given, gifted me with. And if he gifted me with it to see it, then he obviously thinks that you're pretty precious. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a beautiful way to like understand that concept of prophetic. Right. Because I think so many people, they can't wrap their head around it. They think it's like Mm. this otherworldly experience that they don't have access to. Right. And it's really just honing in on like our ear. Yeah, using it. Using it. Using it in a safe place. Like I always challenge people, especially like my friends, like, what are you hearing from God? Yeah. About me. Tell me something about me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I end up throwing them into this. Yeah. Like big whirlwind of like I never even realized that I could hear about God in those terms. And and some of these people are people that's been in church a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um some of them aren't some people that never went to church. Yeah. But that's the thing, like I, I realize that God wants to talk to everybody. Like nobody has a commodity on the voice yeah. of God. Yeah. It's so good. But everybody's trying to, right? Yeah. We're all trying to monopolize on especially churches, yeah. you know, and being a pastor, like I get it. Yeah, sure. You know, but everybody's trying to monopolize on the God. But yeah. my thing is like maybe there's somebody that the church that I go to, the church that I shepherd, doesn't fit that. Yeah. But I might have a friend. Right, that, yeah. That their church fits exactly yeah. what they need. Absolutely. And I think that we're not coming together enough yeah. to to have those conversations, to hang out, yeah. to see. Like, man, this. I think 
you would really fit in, yeah. in this setting because yeah. they have what you need. Well, you know, they're right? looking at it. You're, you're. That's a number. That's right. a, that's somebody tithing. Right. That's a family that right. does this and, and volunteers here and does this, yeah. and that's so not what God would have us do. And that's the whole purpose, yeah. right? Like anything that you set up and you you set up yourself that yeah. you make successful yourself, yeah. then you have to maintain that success yourself. Yeah, that's so true. But when I'm doing things that God wants me to do, following the way that God wants me to follow, then it's on him. Yeah. It's yeah. no longer on me. Yeah, the pressure is amazing. no longer on me. Yeah. The pressure is now what he carries and yeah. he can carry it. Right. I can't. Right, absolutely. Because right? yeah. I'm flawed. I messed up. Yeah. I might have a, another thought about a way I should go or do something different. But if God's saying, I'm the one maintaining this in the first place, just follow me. Who set you here? That's good. Like you did. Okay, then allow me, then let me do it. to do it. The steps yeah. of a good man are ordered, right? Yes. I was in the military before. I um, think I knew that. Yeah, I was in the Air Force. What? Yeah, I got kicked out. <laughs> That's crazy. I had no idea how long. <laughs> like two and a half years. Okay, years. okay. I got kicked out. About in the middle of your like street walk or like how did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, okay. right in there. Okay. I was still a street. Okay. Really streets. And, <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Yeah, I got into a couple fights while I was yeah. out there, and they were like, "Okay, you can go to Korea or get out on a nice. general discharge." I was like, "I'll get out," because yeah. I was just having my daughter at oh, that time. Okay, okay. I was like, I was like eighteen. Yeah, sure. You know, still when so I found young. out, you yeah. know, because I went in straight after, straight after high school. Okay. So I wasn't cool. even eighteen when I went in the military. Wow, that is so yeah. I think I was seventeen. I yeah, just yeah. Had a waiver like, sign and everything, and went straight in. Man, yeah. So two and a half years is still like a decent yeah. amount. Yeah, a little of time. longer. Yeah, a little longer. But okay. yeah, yeah, about two and a half, three years. Yeah. So interesting. But it was, uh, I love world, that's man. the thing. Every time I like get to talk to you, I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. There's always some more living yeah. that you did I didn't yeah, know man. about. I've definitely had a good life. Yeah, it's pretty amazing definitely that 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 God can then use all of that, whether it was the right thing, the wrong thing, the good thing, the bad, whatever, yeah. however you want to label what it is that you were doing. It's like that testimony is just there's so much to it. Yeah, and I think oftentimes when people find themselves in front of the Lord, face down eyes lifted up, wherever you are, highs or lows, people often even then consume Christianity from a space of of comparison. Oh, yeah. And you're like, hold on. My testimony is not as big as him, so his God must be bigger. Right. And, or my, my testimony is not as, like, wow as his or hers. But at the very same time, like, all of those pieces are so purposed. Right. If you can get out of that comparison mindset. Uh, well, comparison is only stopping to look at somebody else, yeah. right? Yeah. It but is. if you're stopping on your journey, if you have to stop and look at somebody else, then you're actually stopping your journey. Mm, that's good. Right? Yeah, it's true. Like, I don't mind reflecting sure. on somebody. Like, man, I really love that about this. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? God, make me and mold me. I really like this aspect of this yeah. person. You know what I mean? I love their heart. Like, uh, you know... You had my friend on a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, Jesse. Yeah. And we're pretty close. Yeah. And um, we talk about a lot. Yeah. And his thing is, like, his prayer life is something that I envy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, but I don't want to compare my prayer life. Sure. I also have 
four kids and one on the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so what I've realized is my prayer has to change mm-hmm. in saying, like, well, now I have to pray in everything. Right. right? As I'm right. walking, as yes, I'm talking, as I'm so dealing with things, as I'm driving. Like, yeah. now I'm getting to spend that time with God. And yeah. then there's days where I'm just like, okay, this is my time to spend yeah. with God. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Kids, I'm going to spend time with God. Doesn't mean I don't want to spend time with you. Right. But this is what I need to do. That's because good. without that then I can't I can't pour out myself into yeah. other people because right. then I become empty. And if I'm empty, then I'm just pouring out emptiness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just the concept on the same thing yeah. of like hurt people hurt people. It's yeah. like whatever you're being filled with is what's going to abundantly flow out of you, right. good or bad. Yeah, you could either be the bag of chips or... Yeah. Make your own chips. Yeah. Right. Good. Yeah. Like nowadays, like you open a bag of chips and uh, you open that big bag and it's like half. It's so much half. Yeah. I'm paying more for what half is given to me. Oh, that's so true. Nowadays, right? Yeah. And so we walk into these churches, we walk into these ministries, and a lot of it is air. Yeah. Wow. Right. You're only you're not even getting any substance. You're wow. just getting a whole lot of air. Wow. And what happens is is the bag, the package looks mm. great, right? So true. We're taught that. Look at the package, oh, look at yeah. what's going on. And then we get into it and yeah. then we realize that it's a bunch of hot air and then we're disappointed and yeah. and blaming the church for yeah. something that we should have waited to to realize in the first place. Yeah. That's that's a hard thing to do though yeah, because yeah. like that bag was yeah. that bag before I even got there. Yeah, it's true. That church was a bunch of hot air before I even got there. Yeah. And then I go and I get caught up and then I realize it's hot air and then I want to blame then the church. Not, Instead, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like, God, this is on me. Like, I should have listened to you. Right. Where am right. I going? Right. You know. Well, I think that's in any portion of our lives, too, that you can see from the outside because, you know, I'm into marketing. You know yeah. marketing. It's everything, right? Like, if you can market well, you can sell well. Oh, yeah. And so that's what everything has become, this, like, pretty with a bow tie. And you're amazed by, wow, look at what's the package that's being presented. And you would think, because this package looks this way, that it is all the glory. Yeah. You're missing out on so much goodness just because you're so focused on the outside. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a human being. Like, oh, she looks good. He looks good. Oh, yeah. Where's that heart? Like, oh, yeah. show me that first. I mean, yeah, we've been caught up in that a couple times. Oh, right? yeah. Like, man, especially, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, it's a day beach. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the thing in and of, in and of itself. And yeah. it's interesting that it that it applies to so many parts. Everything in life. And it's, it's wild the way that God has, like, aligned certain parallels. Yeah. And so, and I think every generation... It, at any point has those different parallels that they can really see it in. But in a social media driven world, everything is based around, right around that. And I think that's why I try not to make decisions really quickly. Yeah. That's a good, good advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's a hard thing because a lot of times people want answers immediately and you're just like, man, this one decision is going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. Do I, make it quickly or do I just give it a little time because if it's going to be for the rest of my life I think I might want to give it a little bit more time yeah you can handle it let me process it and and, and go in Uh, me and my wife were having a conversation the other day and it's funny because we were upset at each other yeah right and she was saying like 
I'm telling you these things and you're not giving me an answer. Yeah. And so my response was like, you deserve the right answer. Mm. So I'm not just Man. going to, I have to listen to what you're saying yeah. and how you're feeling. And then I have to process that yeah. and then return an answer That's to good. you. Right. Because you deserve for me to understand what your feelings are even if i don't agree sure with the feeling yeah, right yeah. they're your feelings and so they're valid right to you right right and so i have to hear them mm. and process them for me yeah right. yes and i think and i've learned that in the last maybe year yeah yeah because we're so quick everything is quick like I want to so, argue with you yeah. because I don't agree about your feelings, but you're telling me this is how you feel. But I'm telling you, you don't, you don't feel, feel that, that way. way. Exactly, exactly. I went to a, a portion of a marriage conference. We, we we stepped out early. Hopefully that doesn't say something about our marriage. But <laughs> <laughs> we go to therapy, so we felt like it was similar. So we went. We and and they were talking. Um, a large portion of it was about dumb fights. Yeah. And they were saying the magnitude of dumb fights that we have within our marriage on a consistent basis that pulls away from the joy of the moment, joy of the vacation, joy of whatever is being is intentional at that yeah. point. And then that supersedes everything because you're having this silly dis like this guy was talking about, they got in a fight, they were in London, they got a fight about um, buying sweatshirts for mm. souvenirs. Yeah. And it ended up being this whole huge fight that then tainted the whole evening, yet they're in London on a like vacation right. for their anniversary and they couldn't see past that. Right. So to have that wisdom and to say, okay, this is the dumb fight yeah. and recognize this is really dumb, but it's right. not dumb to you. Right. Otherwise you wouldn't have brought it up. And let me process it a bit more yeah. before I just come back at you and it ruins everything right. else. Because my response then might be something that you don't want to hear. Right. Right. But when you sit there and think about it, like I've never made a good emotional decision. I have like yeah. scars on my body from making emotional wow. decisions yeah. and trying to get to somebody like punching through yeah. glass or yeah. going through a fight with somebody that had a knife or, mm -hmm. you know, guns Gosh. and violence. It's, it, yeah. And all of that is emotional decisions. Yeah quick yeah. fast I'm making it by the way that I feel in this moment and this time yeah. but what I know about emotions is emotions are fleeting yeah right they come and go yeah so I need to get to the place where I'm not feeling that emotion mm -hmm. and make my decision from there because that's actual level ground right yeah. you don't build a house on, on the on the rocks like that right right you have to find a level or you have to do something to level that ground yeah. to make it right but we keep on building emotional houses constantly yeah and we're thinking that they're going to stand the test of time yeah but they're not because yeah. it it can't be built right yeah. so when true. you build a house they have to get the ground they have to excavate the ground yep to figure out what's under there yep. and can they build a house yep. there Right. Yep. So they have all these surveys and ways of doing it, these ground tests yeah. and all this stuff. But we skip all that stuff first. Oh, we just so say, true. hey, there's a plot of land. I'm going to conquer that land yeah. and we're going to build on it. Yeah. And then so we true. wonder why in the next year that that house falls apart. Yeah. That relationship falls apart. That's so right? true. That friendship falls apart. Yeah. It's interesting because when you, well, first off, I have to say this because it's on my brain. I went to high school at Ocean Lakes locally mm -hmm. and it had all these rumors that it was sinking 
and it is, it's sinking, but like the smallest amount that it won't ever have an issue. But they decided to build next to this farm, this factory, and the soil is constantly wet. So the whole building is literally like sinking. So really interesting that you said that, but also at the same time, like if you're thinking about it from the relationship, because I was immediately thinking of marriage yeah. As you were saying that, and I get to, like, I don't know if performs the right word. I get to oversee. I get to tie the knot between two people for the first time. Oh, And I'm nice. so excited. It's for my cousin coming up in, in July. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, thanks. It's going to be amazing. I'm yeah. so honored. I thought she was about to ask me to be a bridesmaid. I kind of, kind of expected yeah. it. And so when she brought that out, I just lost it. I was like oh, falling. Man. I'm like, that's so cool. Um, no greater honor, honestly, yeah. in, in that experience. But I am thinking of their wedding and their marriage, as you're saying that, and they've been together and really lived life for six years. Right. Like they've had so much happen, um, turmoil and emotion and people coming at them. They're a um, interracial, um, yeah. you know, mar- marital relationship. And so there was a lot of flack about that. They live in the middle of Indiana. So like what, where are they, um, how are they rooting themselves? Exactly. And it took them completely removing themselves to root themselves, which is a really hard thing to do. Something I'm experiencing in my own family right now, because you have all of this enmeshment that feels so comfortable. Right. And yet God is like, you know, has told them, this is this is purpose. There's right, so right, much right. more to you all than what the eyes are seeing from your community, um, and I feel like you know you could speak to that so well about like w- how people view you from your ethnicity versus other things when it comes to the table. Oh yeah, I mean, I normally I probably look like a hoodlum. <laughs> You look great today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love I'm that like, shirt. I'm going to be on Facebook Live. I better put on something nice. Uh, I love it. But um, most people think that. Yeah. And, and it's funny. I was um, I was in this church, and I was setting up, and I guess one of the bishops or somebody was there. And, um, like, I rock a hat all the time. Yeah. I wear hats all the time. Of That's course. just what I do. Yeah. I have hair. I, I just I like hats. I, like hats. I, I like love hats, hats. This is a part of me. Yep, yep. Right? And uh, the bishop calls me over there. I didn't know he was. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. It was his church. Yeah. But we were using the building for something, and he was like, you have to take off your hat yeah. in the house of God. Mm. So I patted him on the back and just walked off. Yeah. And then I got up there, and I led worship. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's like, man, that was so anointed. Yeah. I was like, it was because of my hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I would be funny. <laughs> but I'm like, we we view the way that people are and what yeah. they wear. Yeah. And that, I don't know why yeah. people view that of how close they are to God by the what they look oh like. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I found some people that were homeless that were way closer mm-hmm. to God than some of the people I've seen driving around and saying that they're close to God. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the heart of the matter, where, where are people's hearts? Yeah. You could tell a lot by somebody yeah. about how they speak. And well, and it can, where they are. at the same time, like, luckily, you were grounded in who you were at that yeah. moment. 
Um, in a, a contrary situation, my um, uncle, who um, lives down in, he's been Southern Baptist, lives in Myrtle Beach, has been in the church since he was like 16 years old. And when he first went into, he, he, long before that, but for him, his own relationship. And he went in and he was wearing like a short sleeve collared shirt with slacks. He thought he looked really mm-hmm. presentable and great. It was midsummer in South Carolina. And a man comes up to him and says, you're naked. He was like, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about. And he was like, please don't come to church here unless you're clothed appropriately. So we immediately like took in what was happening around him. And it was like, at the time it was in a um, Southern Baptist with like the long sleeves, collars, suit jackets, the girls with the long hair, the dresses not showing any skin. And he immediately was like convicted to in the wrong way, convicted by the outside versus being convicted at the heart. Oh yeah. And so for um, almost four decades, he walked in that conviction, wow. that negative conviction. About three years ago, he had a, a massive change of heart based on a conversation that he had at a carnival. And someone just talking to him and just was like, I just so appreciate it was at a carnival. So he was outside of the church. Right. So he was wearing shorts, wearing a shirt. And he like was able to be a part of the salvation of like 15 different people that day. And he realized in that instant, and it took that experience 40 years later to say, I don't need all of this in order to touch the heart. I almost don't trust it. Right. Now. Yeah. I've been, you know, my parents were pastors. My dad was a bishop. So I've been in church a long time. So I've I've had a chance to see a lot of hypocrites. Yeah. So I almost don't trust it if it's suited and booted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It's true. Like uh, we watched, uh, me and my wife watched this show called Greenleaf. And it's Uh about like this church. Okay. And all the politics and everything that goes on around it. And I've been a I've been a part of church like I said a long time. Yeah. So I've seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and I'm like it, laughing. Yeah. We're laughing during this show like yeah. that's so right. That's like, so true. We've been uh-huh. through this. And 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 in your uncle's case it's so sad that he had to had to go that long because of one word from that was divisive from somebody yep. in the church. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't, they didn't come with the Bible yeah. and say, hey, God says you have yeah. to do da, 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 da. So what I realize is I have to even be careful what yeah. I say to people yeah. because it could either make or break their relationship with sure. God, what yeah. they're trying to what do. What a huge right? weight. Like you carry. think about it, you're like, man, I have to, I have to make sure I'm not religious. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Like, yeah, I'm, I got to make sure I'm not a Pharisee or a Sadducee. Yeah. yeah. You know so I mean? true. Yeah. Like I know the word, but I got to make sure that I know relationship yeah. more than I know everything else. That's so true. You're really good at relationship. I can, I I can so. tell you that. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, and it's interesting because that same situation from the siblings perspective, my mom, she was completely like away from the church because of all of those things and many more that occurred in those religious spaces mm-hmm. that it took her the contrary 40 years for him to come to her, apologize for everything that he had put on a front for. He called it a ball and chain. He called it this experience of like, I I hate that that's where I was. And I hate that it turned you away from God. Wow. And so they just had this incredible time together after, you know, they've always been kindred because they're kin. Yeah. But they, deeper than that still. 
um, because of everything they went on in their childhood. So to have that experience and, and simultaneous to my mom, like opening her heart to the Lord, yeah. um, she, she was just blown away and she didn't need that. She didn't right. need him to come say that because she had already formed her own opinion and her own truth of, I don't need that religion. Mm. I just need, I need him right. and we all just need him. Right. And people can't see past the, the facade of the front, the package, in order right. to get to, like, the tiniest speck. You That's because we're taught, like you said, we're taught that. Yeah. We've sad. been t- taught that for the last, what, 80 plus years? Yeah. yeah. You know, even longer than that. Yeah. I ever taught to think about it. It's so true. We've been taught that. Yeah. Look, look, yeah. look the part. Yeah. Look right. the part first. Look the part then first. Then you can, yeah. Right? Yeah. Go on an interview, dress up. So true. Talk nice. It's funny though, because like even like from the interview perspective, I have a lot of people going through that season of their life right now, and you know we have LinkedIn, and you've got Indeed, and you have all these like uh, abilities to get a piece of paper. Now LinkedIn gives you a little bit more of a face value yeah. with that experience of a profile, but um, you're you're taught to present yourself just like you said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I could write down all my accolades. But I choose to turn the paper blank. Right. And I've always appreciated the way that you all approach in Parkway, even Pastor Robbie. Oh, yeah. Who definitely. say, like, I'm not going to... My name is not Pastor Jason, Joseph Stallings. Yeah. My name is not Pastor Robbie Jones. My name is not Pastor Anthony Hart. When you decide that that's who I am to you, right. I'll claim that name. Right. But until then... It's not. It doesn't matter. It's weird still. Like when people call me pastor, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> me? Are you, there's are a, there's you sure? A pastor in the room? <laughs> Somebody has a pastor in the room. We gotta. <laughs> we gotta calm down. <laughs> Everybody, stop. That's so there's awesome. Pastor in the room. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> because I'm just Jay, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm just Jay. Let me be that first. Yeah. Find out who I am yeah. from that standpoint, because I I feel like. Man, relationship is so important. Mm -hmm. And being able to let somebody see, like you said, the vulnerability, that's even a thing. Uh, I heard somebody say, you know, Pastor Robbie is, man, the way that he just leads is, I haven't met a lot of leaders like him. Yeah. And I've met a lot of leaders. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been, I've had my chance to meet a lot of people who say they are great. Yeah. And they're really not that great. Yeah. Uh, him, he is what he is, and he says what he says, and he means it. Yeah, you know, and that and that's what I like about him. Yeah, uh, but he was always says he was like, if I give my trust to you, that's the best I can give to you. Yeah, if I trust you. Yeah, like I'm giving you my trust. Yeah. Are you ready for the Women's Wellness Weekend? A time for us to come together to align our mind, body, and soul to detox, design, and develop ourselves from the inside out. Your road to life-changing health and wellness begins during the Oceanside two-night, three-day experience. We'll use our natural surroundings to rebalance and reconnect with our true self. It's time for us to come together in a space where we can rest, refuel, and rejuvenate. Hope to see you there. And it's like such a hard thing to do. Um, But, and I feel like I went through a season where I did it easily. Right. And then you get burned. Right. And then you don't do it at 
all. And then you're the opposite. You're on the opposite wing. You're like, dang, yeah. she's like tough. Like I can't break her open. Yeah. And that happened to me so many different ways. And it happens to everyone in different portions of their life. Um, but there are those, those specific situations that you can, you hold on to. And so recently I've been experiencing that a lot in, in family situations. And somebody said, they were telling me, I've seen the growth in you, Tamara. I've seen how strong you've gotten as this has happened. And I know it still hurts and I know it's still painful, but you're so strong. And their, their advice was just don't harden your heart, thicken your skin. Mm, that's a good one. And I was like, man, that's so true because I have such a generous heart. I have yeah. such a trusting heart. I have such a giving spirit about me that I've had since I was little. But I was starting to like close off and be yeah. like, if I can't trust them, how can, can I, I trust? trust? Yeah. yeah. And you know, that tough. then you then you lean on God because that's yeah. all I had to understand to comprehend and. And I, I didn't even know in my own home if I was like in a trusting environment. Yeah. So just to have your trust shaken is a really difficult thing. Man, like uh, you had my wife on. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. talked about like that and us, our, our journey through trusting each other and yeah. finding trust again and yeah. kind of going through that is difficult because she had an affair yeah. and then I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm not going to trust people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to trust nobody. Yeah. Like the very person that I love. Like, so who, like you said, who, who can you trust? And, um, and I kind of have this thing where I normally take about a year to be friends with somebody for real, for real. Yeah. Takes about a year because of that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Because I'm like, I know that I'm a good friend. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm like there. You need me and we're friends. You call me. Yeah. I'm there. Show up. Yeah. Right. I'm loyal. Yeah. That's, I'm, I have a lot of friends that tell me I'm loyal to a fault because like I'll just Yeah. Show up. Yeah. But. That's also a strength too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, like, learning those waters yeah. is one of the things that I, I'm constantly, yeah, constantly trying to reevaluate yeah. and learn again because it might work with some one person. Like, I have a friend that we got close really, yeah. really quickly. Right. But then the next person that came, I'm struggling. Like, uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm thinking like, oh, I should because this last one was like that. Yeah, and but, it worked out amazing. Yeah. But this one is like, I don't know. And that's a, I, that's a good thing to be because that cautiousness will also like aid yeah. you. Um, but it can also hinder. Yeah. Like you said, like it's a strength, but it's a weakness at so the same time. it's one of those time. things that you walk yeah. through like yeah. constantly. It's, it changes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it, it'll be contingent on every situation and every season. Yeah. And I am thankful that I continue to get the opportunity to test my trust. Yeah. You know, um, because we could, we could just block it all off and just yeah. say, nope. Um, but I don't feel like without relationship, which is what we you know, kind of going back to without that, you're starved from what I feel we're purposed. We're all purposed to do. Oh yeah. And that's love. We're meant to be relational. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, Adam would have just been hanging out by himself. Yeah, and everything in this world is trying to pull us apart from relational. Yeah, yeah. Like, Facebook is great, but then... The disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. You could talk about people you don't even know. Yep. Right? Yep. You could post things you don't even know. Say the things. social media. Say the things. Without ever confronting that person face-to-face is wherein, if you were sitting in that front of that person would you yeah. say the same thing yeah well would it's you say emotional the same thing? action just like right. you said at the beginning and it's sad like 
having you on in such a short duration from when the tragedy, you know, happened last week yeah. here in Virginia Beach. It's, um, I think, so heavy on people's hearts. And yeah. to hear and know that, like, that person had the gumption to, to take the social media-driven, like, disconnect and bring it to face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and, and still emotionally respond in such yeah. a catastrophic way. Um, but to know that even though relationship is like where he was probably completely broken in. Right. I mean, he was in the same building with all those people and probably just felt completely isolated. Right. And so for us as Christians, but also just as people, just as a human beings, whether you're in your faith or not, like to recognize that that's a constant need in people's lives. And that's why I like paying it forward and like making eye contact and holding the door or taking that extra moment and not being at supersonic speed all the time, though that's what we're so That is the issue right there. Yeah. Yeah. Being at supersonic speed. We get everything quickly. We want what we want. So we don't deal with disappointment because everything's so accessible so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Right. Even when or the get numbing upset. of disappointment. Yeah. Right. 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 Is a like so turning to accessible. some drugs or alcohol right. or whatever or pornography or relationship. Yeah. I'm gonna sleep with this person yeah. so I can feel better about myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that makes you try to speed up that. Yeah. But the thing is, is about once that is done, it's the issue is always still there. Yeah. And it's just like you said at the very beginning, like it ends up still coming back to you. Oh, yeah. And and, and the conversation with Anthony when he was on the podcast was about that mirror moment. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, regardless of all of those other, whether as fast as you're going, as slow as you're going, whether your prayer life is this, whether your prayer life is this, whether you have relationships or you don't, or you have trust or you don't, you're still at the end of the day alone. Yeah. And so if you can find solitude, a peaceful place, because you have that, that constant of a God being there with yeah. you all the time, having that relationship, that vertical relationship helps every single horizontal relationship. Yes. Every day, all day. Yes. Because you're never actually alone. Right. And, and I wish, you know, in the Bible, they have so many, so many stories about like how we have to see ourselves or see others. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you said Anthony was talking about the mirror. Yeah. And we do have to see ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then we have to see what's in other people too yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Which is hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because we all want to be self indulgent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm just gonna go into my own world, do sure. me, sure. do what's best for me and everything like that. But I think about the woman with the alabaster box. Like it said that she heard that Jesus was coming. Yeah. In the word it says that. Yeah. She heard that Jesus was at, it was actually Simon's house. Yeah. He was a Pharisee. It's not the same Simon, Simon okay. Peter, but yeah. it, he was, it was the name of Simon. Yeah. And she goes there and, uh, and Simon says, if he knew who she was, then he wouldn't, if he was a real prophet. Yeah. And knew what she did, then he wouldn't let her touch her. Oh, wow. Touch him like yeah. that. Yeah. Because she brought her alabaster box. She yeah. poured out the perfume yeah. on his feet. She cried and she dried his feet with her hair. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knew who she was when she walked in, but nobody stopped her from getting Jesus. Yeah. We as the church, we see people that come in and we know. Some of us feel what's going on in them. And instead of just looking and talking about them, why don't we take them to the feet of Jesus? Mm, that's really good. Instead of just saying, hey, well, 
we know that they're a prostitute. Yeah. We know that they're a drug dealer. We yeah. know that they have issues. And yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's so true. Our, we can't be worried about where people came from. We have to be worried about where, where we're trying to take them. Yeah, where they're going. Where they're so going. True. So are we the catalyst to get them there? Yeah. Or are we the catalyst yeah. to push them away? Yeah. And that yeah, that's the exact example of my brother or my mom and yeah. her brother. It's really interesting because even from the perspective of of her with her hair and like the whole concept of washing your feet is just it really it means a lot more to me when yeah. I actually experience it for the first time. Yeah. That's and that's something I would encourage to like look into and comprehend. Yeah. Um, even with the marriage coming up, like to see that experience yeah. between a husband and a wife is just unbelievable. But we all walk our all of our feet are dirty. Yeah. There's no there's no one person who has not stepped in mud. Right. Not one person. Yeah. And it's a matter of owning that difference and variation. But like even just today, I was reflecting on the fact that everyone talks about celebrating being unique. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about celebrating our differences and like stand up for what you believe in and, and be that one, the difference, the world changer. Yeah. But I think we need to do more of celebrating our similarities mm-hmm. than we do need to celebrate our differences. Because at the end of the day, we all are human. Yeah. We all have the same shaped heart. Yep. Our DNA is different, sure. Our ancestry is different, sure. Right. But we all need that all same human. thing. Yeah. And ideally, we all end up in the same place. Right. And so why why necessarily and I, I understand the value behind like that uniqueness and celebrating your individuality and your yeah. gifting and not trying to be somebody else. But the very same moment, like, let's link arms with our brothers and sisters who are different and and celebrate the similarities in that. And that's the whole concept of community over competition. I mean, that's the whole point of, like, a lot of times, like, some of the mother groups and things like that. Like, it's because we have kids. Yeah, right. Right. That's so true, yeah. We have kids. We're all similar in that we have kids. I might have more kids than you. Yep. You might not. Yeah. I might have boys. You might have girls. Yeah. We might have both. That's good. But we energy. have kids. Yeah. And so because we have kids, there's a common ground mm-hmm. where we can meet mm-hmm. and we can talk about things that nobody else could have talked about. Right. That doesn't happen. I get it. Yeah. It's so right? true. Yeah. It's you a great I mean? analogy. Like, yeah. We get it. Yeah. You, you have a rambunctious boy. Yeah. I have rambunctious boys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he'll so walk true. up to me and hit me. Yeah. And you're like, no, don't stop. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me. It's I have normal. Boys. Yeah. It's, it's totally I get that. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas yeah. somebody else that doesn't be like, what is he doing? Yeah. Like he's just being a boy. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because Coop, that's Coop to a yeah. T. And he does it all the time to strangers. It yeah. just is what it is. His principal at a school, which is called the head of school, he actually has to like cover himself every time he sees Cooper because he's beelining right towards him yeah. and he doesn't know what gonna happen and so he's always like hey Coop like eyes splendid what's gonna happen what's next and then I and he has uh well he's not so much very much this boy but he gets it he knows what to expect and then I have some friends who don't have kids and they do not know how to handle Cooper like they just kind of always look flustered when they're in my household and I'm like looking at Coop like like control yourself and yeah. then at the same time I'm like he's just a kid like yeah. let it be he's like I'm doing it because it's getting a yes, rise out of you it's getting he's like and I'm going to keep on yes. doing it while, while you keep yes. rising I'm yep. going to keep doing it I would keep doing it and he does yeah. and so then I had a friend who came and he didn't have kids at the time now he does 
and T has a Cooper. And it makes me giggle inside. <laughs> you're welcome. All the time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Every time we came to my house, I'd be like, you're welcome. <laughs> it makes me so happy. And it, it's hilarious because the mom always talks about it. Because she's a, a wanted a little girl. She wanted a little Waverly. She got a Cooper. And so we just always connect. And it's yeah. so true that you can have that connection point. Yeah. Motherhood. I'm sure it's the same with fatherhood. And any point of connection that you make with someone. Which is why it's so important to... To foster those similarities, yeah. because then you can create a relationship with them. I love, and I love, I love the differences. Yeah. Oh. Right. Absolutely. But we can all find that similarity, right? Yeah, like, in Coop, I love the fact that he's like that. Yeah. I think I was probably like that as a yeah. kid, and yeah. that's probably why my boys are like that. Yeah, of course. Actually, Mila is a lot like that too. She like, is. You know what I mean? Is. She's just a strong. Yeah. Like, I'll jump on everything, <laughs> jump off everything. Like, she's cautious, like yep. a, a little bit. Yep. Joshua, not at all. Yeah. You know, yep. but. It, I, I love those personalities because yeah. those are those personalities that say what needs to be done. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'll get it done. Yep. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And those, that, that, that is so important to harness in on those and be, you know, celebrate them. Yeah. Um, but it's just like the same with the church. If we can know and not, not look from the outside similarities, not that, I mean like heart similarities right. because, you know, um, Parkway has, you know, 14 different nationalities represented, every gender, every, every variation of yeah. age. Yeah. And I, I just love when I go there. And I remember when Gary and I first went there, it was very unlike where we came from. And, um, it felt immediately like home. And, you know, pastors always say like, this is like heaven. This is yeah. what heaven looks like. But like, until they've stepped plate, set foot in a place like that. Right. You're, you're, they're missing out on the goodness that the Lord has for us. Yeah. Because when you're brothers and sisters in that way, it's like, it's next level. I'm uncomfortable when everybody looks like me. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I go into an all white church, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. If I go into an all black church, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. It is not because like I don't like it. Sure, sure. It's just because like I want difference yeah. of opinions. Yeah. I want different perspectives. And I know you. You grew up in the same neighborhood I grew up yeah. in. And I want somebody else's perspective. Yeah. Because you might do the same thing that I would do. That's true. Right? But I need a different perspective. Yeah. Like I always talk about monocular and binocular. Mm-hmm. Right? A monocular view is only my view. Uh, okay. I can only see what I can see. That's it. Sure. But a binocular view takes somebody else's perspectives, yeah. puts it into my perspective yeah. too, and I can see a whole lot further That's so that true. way. That's right? so good. Like if I take, if I go outside right now and I'm trying to see as far as I can see, there's only a limit to how far I can yeah. see something. Yeah. But if I put on binoculars, that limit yeah. stretches way further than if I was just looking through my own eyesight. That's so true. Right. So yeah. perspective. Is important, yeah. and you have to have people in your life that have a different perspective, that look at things differently, because you might not look at it that way. That's so true. You know, I've yeah. said things before, and somebody's like, "Uh, well, maybe you shouldn't say that." I'm like, "Why?" Well, because of this. Like, oh, I never thought about I it. Thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then it's always it. around us because our our spouses, because they're the opposite sex. Yeah. That's always going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have that in friendships and in spaces and working environments yeah. that maybe they're not your buddy, but to have that around the table is so important. I totally yeah. agree. I've been in you know television production for a long time, yeah. and I get to sit down and talk to people, That's interview so cool. people, yeah. and things like that. So 
I find that I I actually love conversation. Yeah. I might not like to talk as much. Yeah. Because I'm actually not a talker outside of people I know. Yeah. Like, I can talk to people I know very well. If I'm in a yeah. new room, yeah. I'm probably not going to talk. Yeah, you're like Gary. I'm probably going to just yeah. sit back and yeah. work, uh, realize some yep. things. Like, hmm. Analyze. Hmm, yeah. Can't trust that one. Can't <laughs> trust this one. <laughs> yep, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take it in. Take and it then in. when I get to know them, then I'm talking. Yeah. And I'm not shy. Yeah, no, right. But I'm also... You're an observer. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're as much as you're a conversationalist with the people that you know, you're an observer first, yeah. which then allows that like cautiousness to take place, which is probably where yeah. Mila gets it a bit. But. Yeah. And people would be like, man, I don't, I don't know about Jay. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. Why isn't he talking? Good. I'm not allowing you to. Yeah. There's a reason for that. But. <laughs> That's the purpose. But then <laughs> it's crazy because when you get up on stage and you're, you're sharing a sermon and I'd love to hear like how you prepare for those because I think it's so interesting to hear like the differences on whether it just comes to you, you wake up and you're like, boom, or you've written pages of notes or what that looks like. But when you get on stage, it's so it comes so naturally to you to speak and to share. And to, it's not just um, – it's definitely not scripted. And I yeah. love that about you. I love that it comes from the heart and it comes from your storyline. But then you're so vocal about like connecting People yeah. and connecting the concepts to, to all those different types of people. Yes. I think, from my experience, that I'm all, I am always feel wrecked afterwards. I'm like, man, that was good. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm so, glad like... Like I told you, I made a deal with God. If I suck, I'm done. Yeah, that's it. I'm walking off. <laughs> like, drop in a different done. way. I'm like, <laughs> like, drop, I'm gone. I'm going to go be a tugboat captain or something. I'm not doing that's this awesome. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of times, uh, the way that I prepare... It's funny, I used to prepare different years ago than I do now. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because it was in the PowerPoint, it was in the uh, presentation. Yes, yes. Had to be perfect. I need yeah. this scripture, this story to go with that. Yeah. And then God was like, What are you doing? Yeah. Then I'm like, I'm preparing your word. Yeah. He's like, Without me? Oh. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you yeah. should be one of the people that helped me on this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so when I started to do God, I started to just calm down. What are you talking to me? Yeah. What am I learning this yeah. week? Right? And then I take that, what I'm learning, uh, like I'm preaching, not this Sunday, but the week mm-hmm. after, and God's been talking to me about a whole bunch of different things, yeah. conversations with friends yeah. about a whole bunch of different things. And yeah. really, I want to talk about what do you do after the win? Yeah. Because after you have this great battle and you're on the mountaintop and you're like, it's great. Yeah. I won. Yeah. What do you do after that? Yeah. That's good. Elisha challenged all of Jezebel's prophets, killed them all, called down heaven yeah. on that altar, and then he ran away. Man. Because he was afraid of what Jezebel would do to him because he won. Because he won. Wow. That, what do you and do that's, after the win? Yeah. That's really good. So and hard. That's what happens. Yeah. God gives me a little glimpse of something, and then I have to go research it. Yeah, that's good. And so then I'll start thinking about it, and I'll start having conversations with different people. Yeah. To me, the conversation with different people helps me craft the message. Sure, absolutely, because perspective. Perspective. 
it's not just yours, which is probably why you are able to touch everyone because yeah. you have that insight. That's really good. So then, I, and then Sunday mornings, yeah. I have it. Like I'll yeah. have like I want to go here. I know I want to use this yep. scripture, and I know I want to go here. I know I want to end with here. That's awesome. So I'll have my top. I'll have my yeah. beginning, and I just fill in the rest. Cool. Cool. I love that. Kind of how it goes. It's good. It's, it becomes natural that way. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of conversation with everything that happened on Friday, but then also just over the course of the last few years, and there's been a lot of conversation around revival in our mm-hmm. city, and I feel like you are footed in that, and I mean, you lead worship at... I mean, I can't even keep track of your schedule. It's Yeah, I can't keep track. I'm like, where's Jay going to be? I'll find it on Facebook events. Yeah, say, yeah. Oh, he's here tonight. Oh, he's here tonight. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. But I would love to hear, like, your perspective on that. Like, it was shared at session on um, Sunday about they feel like God's putting Virginia Beach on, a, on the map. And whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, he's using it for good. Yeah. And we're like in a fertile place and, and there was so much history around our area already with bringing the, the Bible to the nation. Yeah. Um, and so like, do you, and seeing all these pop-up groups and pop-up churches yeah. and um, worship groups. And it's just like, I feel like the city is on fire right now. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I was blind to it before. So like just three years ago. Or is this something you feel like has really taken momentum? No, I think that it's something that's taken momentum. I feel like uh, probably up and east, up and down the east coast, Virginia Beach is going to be one of the mm-hmm. areas that yeah. revival pops off in. I think that revival needs to pop off everywhere, yeah, really, of and, and that it needs the people who live in that area right. to help it flourish right. because yeah. it's indigenous to that area. Yeah, well, sure. we know that sound, we know the feel, we know what people are talking about, what yeah. people are experiencing, what people are going through. That's true. That's right? good. Versus but, somebody coming to yeah, the city. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens is the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. That's mm-hmm. what his thing is. Yeah. How much more can he destroy people coming? together by trying to pull people apart yeah right and so then these mass this massacre this Mm -hmm. massacre happens Mm -hmm. but now people are saying no we're not going to allow it to pull us apart we're going to come closer together Together. right because we can't allow the enemy to kill still and destroy we have to know that that is his ploy in the first place yeah right Mm -hmm. kill still and destroy yep and we have to say that no, no 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 we're not taking that yeah. We're going to pray. Yeah. We're going to come together. Yeah. Even if it isn't the way that I would like to do it, I'm going to still join yeah. and come together with these people because yeah. I know it's because the cost. I remember in the Bible, there was a, the, the disciples were coming to Jesus and like, hey, they're preaching in your name over there. Yeah. And he was like, well, are they preaching in my name? Right. They let yeah, them preach. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Because they all, yeah. it's all coming, it's that's all going good. to Jesus in the yeah. first place. Yeah. All going to God. That's like and I think that we get so caught up into what every denomination is doing yeah. instead of saying, like you said, what's the similarities? Yeah. That we all want to reach people. Yes. That we all want to help people. We all want people to know who God is. Yep. We all want people to have a relationship with God. Yep. And if that's the case, then my way might not be the right way for that person. that person. I have keys to my house. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I don't have keys keys to yours. Yeah, that's I good. can come knock on your door and you let me in, yeah. but I don't have keys to yours. Yeah, that's really good. So everybody has a key. It's buried, yeah. That's so true. Everybody It's going to be met different. And so when we think about that, like what's happening in here, everybody has a key. Yeah. Do you want to be a part of it? Then be a part of it. Yeah. If you don't, then don't sit back in the background and talk about it. Right. Spreading the kill, steal, and destroy section of right. that e- equation. Yeah. That's, the, that's the scary part. But at the same time, with I feel like the magnitude of force 
that's happening with in force in a loving way, of course, yeah. not force like bad. Right. Um, that's happening. That people are, I like literally see it so much. Just like jumping on and jumping in, and they're willing to not just risk their own key. They're like, I've got this person. I know this person too. Yeah. They're coming too, and it's that's, that's the whole point. And I, I remember my mom used the word bandwagon like probably two, three years ago to me. We we're sitting next to the pool, and she's like you know, don't put all that information out there. Like everyone's going to steal it and it's, they're going to just jumping on the bandwagon. And I'm like, but isn't that the point? Like, that's a good thing. Right. And, and before there was like this concept of like copycat, right? Yeah. And like, what does that mean? And my mom always said it was um, a compliment if somebody copies you, not that they're trying to steal it. Right. And, and so to have this like bandwagon for Jesus yeah, um, I'm all in. Like, yeah. jump on. Like, let's do it. Oh, you look like me. Yeah, yeah you got it too. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Yeah, exactly. And and that is at some point going to be what draws people in. So right. the person that you're you're meeting in a space that only you would be in, they're going to be drawn to you because hey, he's like me and he goes to do this. Yeah, and she's like me and I, she comes from this background. Yeah, and that's gonna happen. It's natural, just the way that that happens. But. Right. At the same time, if we're drawing them into a space that we're celebrating the differences of the people in the room, the differences of the people right. that have come together in the same name, under the same name, under the exactly. same will. Yep. There we go. They they recognize, oh, this is different. Yeah. Because God is not one thing. He's not one side. He is so angular. Everybody I know, every single person I know. Wants to be loved. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of hurting people. I have friends that, you know, been to jail, out of jail, in yeah. jail. Yeah. People that are in church, out of church, been to church. Yeah. We all have that one thing in common. We all want to be loved. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think the only way of being loved is by giving love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even when it hurts, when it's hard, like, man, that's hard for me to do, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right? Because I know that this person is worth it. Yeah. And that my time spent with them is worth it. Yeah. You know, like, today, my day was crazy busy. Yeah, yeah. Right? I get in my car at, like, 420. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to make it there. (laughs) There's traffic. Yeah. I'm like, I need to get here. I'm trying to do this story. So I'm like, Jesse, can you drive? Because I got to get on the phone and I got to look up these pictures because I got a story I got to do tomorrow. I need to find this picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then everything works out. You get here, you're no longer stressed out. You're no longer like, oh. It's just like, yeah, I'm breathing. Right? Yeah. But everything wanted to stop me from getting here. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, always. And I feel like it's hard too, and I'm, I'm probably walking through this now, is like learning to, as much as you want to love at every given turn, and I, I do, I have, that, I have that desire. I feel like when the love isn't reciprocated, even though we're still called to love, regardless of reciprocation, yeah. it's a That's really tough. hard place to be in. Yeah. And... And then two peoples perceive your love differently. So the way you give love, just like we know all the love languages and things like that, is different than how someone else receives love. Right. And you're like, I am loving this person hard. 
and they are hitting me back with some punches. Yeah. And why? How? And so it takes time on our behalf. It takes that investment. It takes that I'm going to jump over every hurdle that's getting in my way oh, yeah. to show you that I love you. Because telling people I love them now is it's not, it's not enough. No, 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 no. It's not enough. They mm-hmm. need they need the show and tell. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah. I just want to see the way you move. Yeah. I'm, I'm that type of person. Yep. Like, I'm that, that show me. Like, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I've heard that mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm old enough now to yep. hear it a couple yep. times over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Prove it. But, yeah. Let me, let yeah. me see it. Yeah. Let me see it in your acts. Even, like, when I evaluate leaders. Yeah. Right? That want to be leaders with yeah. me. Like, I want to see where their heart is. Yeah. I want to see what they got going, how they serve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and behind closed doors. Let's put people in a room and agitate it (laughs) and see what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you tell about a person. That's so true. That's so true. I haven't had a lot of like, um, mentors in my life when it comes to like leadership i've seen and watched a lot of people but i've never really had like somebody that i can say like this is my mentor Mm -hmm. and um i've i've been put into my situation at friends and and working there and it's been such a blessing in so many ways but there has been the two it's actually a husband and wife team i work really close with both of them but specifically one and she has had just like the coolest rap sheet, rap sheet. Like if you looked at her yeah. resume, you'd be like that is so awesome. So many things that a lot of people would aspire yeah. really think that this is, they've made it and she's still going, still creating, still developing her new ideas. But I've been watching them this year has been just bananas because they came in and they just wrecked shop in the sense of everything was broken and they're expected to fix it and mm-hmm. fixing things is hard and it doesn't always it doesn't always benefit everyone and right. it doesn't always suit everyone's idea of how you fix it, right? Different oh, yeah. perspectives, different different scenarios. But I've watched them handle like relationships through it all. And it has they always put it first yeah. above everything. Even if they know that, that they're likely gonna get hurt, like hurt or that person's gonna get hurt based yeah. on the experience. And so it's been just such a, a sweet experience to sit back because I'm, I'm yeah. generally the person like, okay, I'll do it. I got it. Yeah. I'll lead. I'll be in front. I'll, I'll host this. And I've been kind of forced because of my position to sit back. And yeah. it's so important for us to have those relationships where you can sit back and watch and yeah. like you said, you're an observer. And I love that you, you suggest doing that in relationships more often, like almost oh, yeah. first. Yeah. I have a friend that we're pretty, we're pretty tight now. And, um, I was coaching basketball and he coached basketball yeah. and his son was actually playing on my team. Mm-hmm. So when I met him, you know what I mean? He was, it was really good conversations yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later he called me and was like, Hey, I don't know anybody in this area. Yeah. And, you know, I really like, you know, we had good conversation yeah. And, uh, you know, I would like to get to know you even more. And I told him, that's great. Cool. Uh, Like, I think that that's great. But it takes me a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, I'm brutally honest. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's like, it throws people off. Yeah. They're like, like, wait. Like, I would love to be your friend, like, right away. But that's not going to happen for me. And I don't want to give you a false expectation of what this is. Right. I was like, it takes me a long time. Yeah. Because when I'm in, I'm all the way in. And the fact of, is that once I'm in, you could actually hurt me. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and 
so we became good friends. Yeah. You know, it took a while, yeah. but then we became good friends. Well, I think. So I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think that that it's it's worth it. Like you yeah. have to understand your self worth too. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things. Knowing who I am, um, you know, I I grew up in a black church, all black church. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And when God called me to lead worship and things like that, there wasn't any worship leaders that looked like me. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I'm doing this music, and I'm like, mm-hmm. God, like, and he's like, I made you like that for a reason because there wasn't anybody like well, you. Yeah. So just do it. I'm like, well, I don't have an example. Yeah. yeah anybody, because yeah. in the black church, they were either uh, gay. Yeah. Right. No, really like feminine. That. Yeah. Really feminine. And yeah. I'm not. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Not. You know, or it just wasn't even the type of worship that I yeah. I would do. It sure. was more of this gospel kick yep. and yep. things like that. And I'm like, I don't have anybody. And he yeah. was like, Well, that's why you're here. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to to know who you are, to know he loves you, to know that you have value. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that needs to come out of anything. Yeah. Like know that you have value. Well, Once you, can, you know you have value, then you won't discount yourself right. to people. Well, and then it gives you the capacity to love mm-hmm. and to be loved because you value that relationship so right. much more and know that I can love you yeah. this hard. And if you don't value yourself, there's yeah. no way that you're going to value me. No, definitely not. Or they're going to value you. They're going to value something, which was what I was going to But it's bring still not valuing the person. Sure. You know sure, what I mean? Like not. if I have no value, I might look at you like you have value, but I don't have the capacity right. to give you any value right. because I have no value. That's so true. And that was what I was thinking when you were talking about this friend. And mm. that's a while connection and relationship are right. super important. Oftentimes, especially with when you have gifting, which everyone does, but when they're, when you recognize your self-worth and your value, you become like a light. Yeah. And so people are like, I want that. Right. I want some of that. Yeah. Like, how do they rub off on me? And then I'm not how walking around talking about, them? I'm a light. I'm a light. I'm oh, a light. No. Everybody, yeah. I'm a light. <laughs> I'm a light. Hey, guess what? I'm a light. I'm a light. <laughs> it's true. It's People yeah. see it in you, though, so then they want it. Right. And they're like... Hey, let's go get dinner. Hey, let, like start wanting to spend that time with you so that you can yeah. rub off on them. I think that there's value to that because I think that that's like that's important. But you then become lackluster, and so it's very important that the people you're rubbing up with. That sounds sexual. Don't, <laughs> don't mean it that way. I just mean spending time with that. Yeah. It you're getting light from them right. too. Right. And there, there's this symbiotic, I love you, you love me, we value one another, we have value in ourselves. Yeah. And no, we can't find well-lit friends at every turn. No. And sometimes it takes our capacity takes and generosity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a really hard line to walk. You know what? It was funny because David... David in the Bible, yeah. he went into this cave, he's yeah. running away from Saul, he yeah. goes into this cave, but he doesn't go into the cave by himself, he yeah. goes into the cave with all these other men, yeah. and all these other men were deplorables, they were, you know, in debt, they yeah. weren't good, they, yeah. were, they were 
nasty. They were dirty. He goes in there, and then when he comes out of the cave, yeah. it says that his mighty men, David's mighty men, wow. came after. Wow. So now, because of they who are. David was, yeah. he was able to change them into mighty men instead wow. of what they used to be. Yeah. We have to know what our value is so that we can constantly change the people that were around. Not That's change good. them and forcing them, sure, sure, but sure. it should get better. People's yeah. relationships... Yeah. People's ideas, people should sing better, people should play better, people should talk better, they should get along more. But that takes just being able to to change your atmosphere, Mm -hmm. controlling the atmosphere that you're around. And controlling by saying, like, because I'm here, this atmosphere is going to be great. Because I walk into this workplace, this work spot is going to be better. Yeah. Well, and that's because we don't have to carry... We don't have to carry the burden of right. that weight saying, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded by this many people. There's no way I can make this situation better. Right. It's literally Jesus. That's it. And so David walked in with him on his shoulders, passed that around, and the yeah. might came not by man, yeah. but by God. Yeah. And that he's the only one who has that power. We oh, would be God. exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted if we tried to do that by ourselves. And most of us are. Yeah. Because well, anything that we make ourselves, then we have to maintain. That's right. It's good. And most of us are. Most yeah. of us are exhausted. Yeah. Because we're trying to maintain something that we didn't make in the first place. It's true. Well, I think that just kind of convicts me in the concept of what I was just sharing with the love concept. I can't love them the way that they need to be loved. No. It's his love that exudes from me that they need. And that they will intend then turn to, to say, okay, now you're loving me right. Yeah. So for me to try and try isn't going to, going to create any solution. No. Interesting. Just loving them and allowing God to finish that love. Right. 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 Start sometimes too. You know, (laughs) you go through the car wash. Yeah. And, uh, it's all these sprays and everything like mm-hmm. that. But my favorite part is when you're going out of the car wash and it has that little the dryer yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like I'm going there so slowly because I'm yeah. trying to get every all that everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I pull up to the vacuum and I vacuum it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the finish. Yeah. It's the finish. Yeah. Like I might be the one using the vacuum, sure. but I'm not sucking it up. Yeah, that's true. That's good. You that's know what I mean? Good. In that's relationship, a really interesting. God is the one who actually, we might do the motion. Right. Right? Right. But if we did it without the vacuum cleaner, we'd have a little broom. It'd take us a whole lot longer. We'd be picking specks up, especially because we have kids, <laughs> yeah, so they're eating in the backseat. Yes. So they got some fruit snacks yeah. stuck somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, we'll yep. be picking it up by hand. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's the way that we go into relationships a lot of time, yeah. is that I have to clean everything up. Yeah. Right? Instead of using a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. That's I'm going to pick really everything up like this. But God's like, I have tools for this. Yes, yes. If you just come to me. Yep, I've got it. I it was got funny it. That, yes, on Monday, someone was talking about their van. They're like, I just had to clean this thing. It was a complete mess. And she was like, I use the leaf blower. I was like, that's brilliant. I'm totally going to do that. Just give me that force of yeah, air. Like, we can be the force of wind because God gives us that ability right. if we allow him. And we so often have the ability to just say, stay back. 
Yeah. And that's so horrible. Not that he's going to. He yeah. has the right of way, the right of passage, but we can get in our own way. He's such a gentleman, though. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll let you do this. Okay. Yeah. I love you, Matt. Now, now I'll get you that. out of it. I love that. Now I'll get you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. On. He'll come in. I'll clean it up. Yeah. I'll bring the vacuum in after. Yeah. Make it just refine it. So it's it's really good. I think. My my biggest takeaway from today was, I mean, there were so many different things. I love spending time with you, but the way you use scripture and you bring it to the table and you do that all the time, it, it makes me want more of God. Wow. It makes me want more, more insight to his goodness because to be able to provide such a tangible resource for people... I hope the people on the other end learned something new because I always do every time we're together. I hope so. I think God's been telling me lately like that glory to glory is also maturity, maturity, right? Yeah. The more time that you spend with him, like the more time, like you know what things I like, what things I don't like. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like Jesse knows that kind of stuff. My wife knows what kind of, how I want my coffee, how yeah. I don't like my coffee. But that only comes by spending time, yeah. right? So time currency is really the only currency in heaven. Yes. Is by spending that time with God is where you, he reveals himself to you. Yeah. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know. Mm, that's so good. Right? And so if I'm spending time with him, I'm calling out to him, I'm asking him for revelation and I'm spending that time with him. And then I'm not talking the whole time. Right. Right. Because we had conversation. We're having conversation. But a lot of times when we pray, we think that it's only one way. We end up having a monologue instead yeah. of a dialogue. Yeah. Because we're never waiting for God to say, this is what I want to do. Just rest in my presence. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, with really good friends, like, you have to say absolutely nothing. You can just sit in the same room. You see something, and then you guys look at each other like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that that's what God wants to yeah. do with all of us. Yeah. He wants us to know how he feels. Yeah. And what he would do in that situation. But the only way of doing that is by spending time with him. Yep. That's so true. And goes circles back to relationship, which yeah. is what we premised from the very beginning. And above all, because he is love, it goes back to love, That's which it. is our entire purpose for being yeah. here. I'm grateful for you. And I for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I, I feel like this when I get off with everyone, I'm always like, so when are you coming back? I need to set another date because it's so good. Like Madeline, I just, every time I spend time with her, you guys are such a power couple and such a testimony for Gary and I to like continue in putting in the hard work. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy and it's, yeah. you guys are so good at, at being honest yeah. about that. And I don't think that a lot of Christian married women who are leaders in the church mm. take that that ownership. And, and so I'm grateful that you guys have that ability to, to stand firm on the fact that you're imperfect, well, but you're that. going towards the right direction together. So yeah. thank you. Onward and upward. Yeah, <laughs> always. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and you will hear more from this guy soon. No doubt.
gentle breeze upon my face It is your mercy that seems to find me
Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.